And if you follow U.S. politics, no doubt you've been following very closely this, uh, well, what can only be described as a mess in Iowa. Democratic Party issuing an update early this morning on the still-delayed caucus results out of there. And to be honest, uh, not much of an update. The party pledging to release the results as soon as possible today. That's a welcome in author and broadcaster Michael Korn for more on this story. He joins us now on Global News Radio. Uh, Michael, exactly uh, what happened? What went on here? They're, they're blaming this on a, a coding issue when it comes to voting in Iowa? Well, actually, I, I do know who won. Uh, I can tell you it was a landslide victory, and the winner was Donald Trump because <laughs> he, I mean, every, everything he wanted. Uh, if the Democrats wanted to really screw everything up, they could write a book about it. The impeachment trial is going on. This happens, and Donald Trump can then tweet all day long, if this is how they run Iowa, can you imagine if they were running the health service, the diplomatic corps, the military? It looks so bad. Iowa, with all due respect to it, is one of the smallest populations. Uh, it's very homogenous. It should be very easy to do the count. If this would have been manual count, it would have been done by now. They moved to an electronic procedure, and they've got it wrong. This is not advanced, sophisticated technology. This has been around for years. There are now conspiracy theories that the people running the company are linked to some of the candidates. They, they're already moving physically to New Hampshire. The candidates have gone. Their teams have gone on. Iowa, the people there must feel appalling. Uh, we've heard, actually, the turnout for first-time voters has, has been very low. But it, it's a disaster. Uh, what Iowa does, as you know, it, it provides a front-runner. It's not that the state in itself is that important, but how are we doing? Who's leading? Nobody knows. We've had two different candidates who've declared victory. They don't know that. That's just on what they assume, what they're hoping for. And so we're moving forward with no result. It couldn't be worse than this. Why did it happen? I suppose uh, I don't believe in conspiracies. I think technological failure. Uh, how that could happen, how there could be such a failure, you'd think they would have tested this over and over again. The whole point of this sort of vote, it's meant to be an improvement on what has gone before. It's a failure. Mm -hmm. uh, what does this mean for the results when they eventually come out? Are they going to be trustworthy? Are we going to be able to uh, really have confidence in who the eventual victor is in Iowa, do you think? Well, it's two different questions. Are they reliable? Possibly. Will they be treated as reliable? No. The person who wins will say, of course, it's reliable. We've gone back. We've checked. All is fine. But as anybody would do, the people who lose will say, we don't trust the system. It failed us. Uh, this is not reliable. I mean, I can't imagine anyone who came second or third saying, yep, that's, that's fine. We, we didn't win. <laughs> They're not going to accept it. And, and, and I can see their point of view, actually, because uh, there is now room for fraud. When you have a system that's meant to be sacrosanct and it doesn't work, any alternative has to be questioned and will be questioned. Yeah, because uh, one of the uh, big uh, victories out of Iowa, who's ever uh, the winner, declared the victor there, usually has, you know, the wind in their sails, as it were, going into uh, New Hampshire that they can claim that they're uh, on the upswing. Uh, so what we're going to see unfold in uh, New Hampshire and uh, moving forward here is kind of uncharted territory, isn't it? Well, it is. This has never actually happened before. And uh, Bernie Sanders' team in particular worked enormously hard in Iowa, expecting, no, I, I don't know, it may well be that they won, we just don't know, but they thought Joe Biden was expected to come out of Iowa almost finished. Uh, the, the assumptions were from, from some of the polls that he was doing so badly, the impetus will be gone and that uh, he would realize he couldn't win. And I think a lot of people were, were assuming that anyway at this stage after initially seeing uh, being seen as a front runner. But we just don't know now. Now, I can't imagine for a moment that Biden's team are going to say we won because clearly they didn't. But of the other candidates, 
it could have been anybody's. So, yes, it changes everything. And it makes New Hampshire seem very strange because they're not used to being the first state. Uh, so suddenly it could have been a bit of a, of a breather for the next state. All of the teams will have to work flat out. And it's exhausting. We're talking about huge amounts of money and time and energy. But that now has to be replicated a few days after Iowa. Yeah, in a way, this really could change the race because you're right. Biden's team can't really claim victory, but they can also say we didn't lose. I mean, if they took a real drubbing in the Iowa poll, in the Iowa caucus, you would think it'd be a little tougher maybe for them in New Hampshire and down the road. But now it's still anyone's game. If Biden had come in at around 12 points, which a lot of people were saying he won, it was very low, uh, it would have been humiliating, and he maybe he would have dropped out, which would have given a lot of impetus to uh, one or two of the other candidates. We're not sure which, certainly not Bernie, but one of the others. Uh, so, yes, it does change that. I mean, it, 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 there is nothing at all positive for the Democrats that comes out of this. And as I mentioned earlier on, it, it's a perfect storm for them. It, it, it simply couldn't be worse. And this is not New York or California. This is Iowa. The population is small, uh, very easily controlled. There were no problems uh, with people being violent or, or arguments. Or, or it, it was, it was a, a perfect model of how the vote should be, and it's been a total disaster. You mentioned off the top the big victor in all this is probably the president, Donald Trump. As you can imagine, he has been uh, tweeting about this uh, almost uh, nonstop. Uh, he asked, uh, when will the Democrats start blaming Russia, 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 instead of their own incompetence for this uh, voting uh, disaster? Uh, does this give Trump uh, a lot of ammunition uh, moving forward against whoever the Democratic opponent is? Yeah, sure it does. I mean, look, I, I didn't. I found myself smiling when you said that. I don't want to. I don't like Donald Trump. I think he's enormously damaging for American democracy. But it, it's funny and it's inevitable. And his people, this is his base. They'll be loving this. I've been looking at social media today, and they are buying in. Every conspiracy theory is doing the rounds. But just simple incompetence. Forget Donald Trump. Any Republican president would have a field day with this because they would say. This, this is basic administration within the party. If you can't do this properly, how on earth would you run a country and, and run a, uh, well, the, the free world or, or, or be a diplomat? And when he makes jokes about who they're going to blame next, yeah, that, that does hit home, actually. It, it, it's quite effective. Um, he will use it not just now, not just next month, when the election comes. I should think Republicans already forming uh, election ads making fun of Iowa. I certainly would be. Just finally, uh, Michael, uh, what is the lesson out of Iowa, if there is one? Because, you know, we always talk about voting and Internet voting and uh, whether or not we're ready for that. And would that get the participation rate up if folks could just uh, vote from the comfort of their couch? And there's obviously pluses and minuses uh, to that. We've uh, had that debate uh, in the past. But is this a bit of a cautionary tale that uh, I guess when it comes to at least democracy and voting that uh, maybe the old way is the best? I think that's a very good point. Look, we've just had an election in the UK, and we had elections here just before that, and they worked. And the idea that you can't be bothered to get off of your backside and walk for about 10 minutes to vote, if you can't do that, do we really want your vote? Do you even deserve it? I mean, I believe in universal suffrage and so on. But that this notion that I want to be able to sit in my armchair and vote online, no, a bit of effort is involved. Not much, but a little bit of effort. And also, once you have... I mean, Yes, there can be an electronic aspect to it. But if that is the norm, if everything is done online, we've had a whole what, 10 years of, of people exposing what has gone on abroad 
and within North America and Europe of trying to distort online statistics, uh, trying to, to change the nature of the debate and obscure it. We've got to be very careful going forward. Look, the system is not broken. It, the, the votes aren't low. The turnout isn't low because there's a lack of electronic participation. Uh, historically, there have been enormous turnouts when people really cared. The problem is lack of charisma, uh, lack of integrity, lack of popularity amongst politicians, not that people can't vote sitting on the sofa. Meantime, uh, we wait, we wait, and we wait a little more for uh, Iowa. <laughs> Michael Corn. It'll, 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 be, this is the, it'll be forgotten. They'll be in New Hampshire. It, if they don't do it right now, like within two hours, it will be completely forgotten. The vote will almost be irrelevant. Uh, how about Super Tuesday plus one? Maybe they'll have it uh, by then. Uh, Mr. Corn, pleasure as always. Thank you, my friend. You take care. Bye-bye. All right, author and broadcaster Michael Corn with us on this Tuesday.